Real business owners telling real stories and experiences. Welcome to the show. All right, what's going on, everybody? Um, got a real cool treat for you today. Hello. Hello. David Tab. This is going to be a blast from my past. Um, a mentor of mine that has a real cool business, uh, something different. Um, <laughs> I think I'm a cause for a majority of the gray hairs that he's had. So, uh, you know. Got a couple there. <laughs> I want to introduce to you Jimmy Bachelor. Hi, David. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing good. Man. David Tab, one of my favorite people on earth. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's the truth. Right? So, Jimmy's the owner of Best Boat Club and Rental. Uh, tell us what Best Boat Club and Rental is. So, Best Boat Club and Rental is a boat club and rental club. We rent boats to members and to, to non-members. Um, we also have a boating school, and we teach people how to boat. And then we also have some paddle boards and kayaks here in Fort Lauderdale. And then we expanded over to Captiva might be as long as 11 years ago wow and when we went over there we started with just a couple boats and we've grown this huge operation over back here in fort lauderdale we've been trucking here now since 1996 yeah and uh it all started with a couple of boats started with a couple boats yeah right yeah my wife and i uh we used to go down to, we had a hobie cat and we'd go down to the beach in pompano and we had this awesome group of people this is pre-kids man you know <laughs> All fun, right, go down there, right, not a care in the world. Drink a couple beers, go on the boat, and uh, yeah, there was this dude there that was uh, he was renting the uh, wave runners and stuff, and I was like, this is that looks like a pretty cool business, and then so I started watching him, and and I, I had a nice professional career career in doing financial planning at that time, but I just got so enthralled in this, and I was like, this cat, he's walking around barefoot on the beach, and he's a bum. <laughs> I, like, I, I could do that. I can do that. Exactly. I can be, I can be a bum on the beach. That take a little more business acumen and, and get serious about it and make a make a decent career out of it. But so I looked all over Florida for a place to uh, to buy or start, and finally um, this guy from Club Nautico. If there's anyone listening here, it's been in Fort Lauderdale for a long time or anywhere for a long mm -hmm. time. Uh, he had a Club Nautico franchise, so he started courting me. I really didn't want to do that because I was looking for my own thing to do. Finally, he convinced me to come run his place over at uh, Pier 66. So mm -hmm. I started working there for a couple years and then went off on my own and uh, went to Bahia Mar. So now we're at Pompano at the Sands Harbor, Bahia yeah. Mar, and Pier 66 here in Fort Lauderdale. And the school's really taking off. School's, school's doing real well, and it's an awesome thing for, you know, for adults and families, and, and we're doing a lot more kids because I'm telling people, look, if you if you have a pool or anyone in South Florida should teach your kid to swim at the earliest, yeah. earliest possible because they're going to be around other people's pools. They're going to be around lakes, canals, ocean, everything. So teach your kids to to swim, and, and I'm expanding that. So you, te you should teach your kids to boat because if they're down here in For Florida, South Florida, they're going to be on somebody's boat more than likely. They're going to be on a friend's boat. They're going to have, when they're 14 years old, some nice parent's going to do a responsible thing by buying their 13-year-old a kid and let, <laughs> letting them go free. Right. And, and, the, and your kid might be on that boat. Right. So, so it's a good well, idea also too, to if you're a parent, put them in that class. I, I remember when we founded the boat club. Uh -huh. right? If you're a parent, 
and you know you, you a dad and his son right like you have a son and a daughter but if you and your son are out on the boat and something happens to you like that kid should know what to do absolutely same right? thing with the wife yeah yeah, oh, and that's and that's yeah. where yeah yeah. So then they so can she can over. push her husband off <laughs> and get back home. Man. And these are you the know, I don't know what happened to the guy. Yeah, we don't, <laughs> we don't have a clue what happened there. Um, but you you started this thing in 1996. You know, like a, a lot of small businesses don't have a great relationship with their landlord, mm-hmm. right? But you always did. Where did that come from? Why was that a big part of of what you did? Um. It probably started mainly at Pier 66, and when I got into Pier 66, the the boat club and uh, they had the aquatic center, they did other stuff. They had a terrible relationship with the resort. The resort didn't like them. They didn't respect them. Their boats looked like crap. Their employees looked like crap. They you know weren't dressed nice and anything. And um, so I went in there and started turning things around. And then I started going to the management meetings. Um, I approached the general manager at the time. His name was Jim Allman. He was uh, he was the general manager for BMR Ampere 66. Uh, Wayne Senior, Wayne Heising, I owned all those at the time. And so I talked to him. I said, you know, we're, we we should be looked at as just like any other department in the hotel. Mm-hmm. We're like the front desk or the marina or one of the restaurant outlets. And so I'd like to come to the manager meetings every Wednesday. So I'd go to the manager meetings every Wednesday. And I held myself accountable, and then they started holding me accountable um, to be an outlet for the for the resort. And so I, when I talk when I would talk about Pier 66, I would say we. I would talk about us, and they started talking about me the mm-hmm. same way. We and us. Um, so Almond was very he was a very strict manager, and he knew what he was doing, and he ran a tight ship. And so I probably learned a lot from him as to how my area should be kept yeah so i've taken that to every one of my locations and uh, and yes you did hear that over and over and over <laughs> so when someone gets out of their car they should turn around and they should look at our location and they shouldn't see a cigarette butt walking up there mm-hmm. we should clean every piece of trash yes okay so the the hotel's responsible for the bushes and i could sit there and go well we're waiting for the hotel to clean out the bushes and rake the bushes and do this. And I never took that tack. I was like, this is ours. I'm not waiting for anyone else to do it. I'm going to do it myself. You know, if, if there was something needed to be done, even if it was their property and, and looking at it as, mm-hmm. well, that's the landlord's responsibility. No, it's, it's whatever it is, it's reflection on me. I've always thought of this too. I'd see like a business, all right? And there's a business and maybe the business did take care of their own little little mm-hmm. section right and it might be a freestanding and then there's a empty lot right next to it that weeds are growing full of trash and crap like that and why couldn't they I, I, I to me i look at it and go if i own that i would have one of my guys out there cleaning that because it's still it's still close enough to my business that, yep. it, that it reflects on my business well it reflects on you um but the the other side is when it comes to time to renegotiate. Mm, oh right? yeah. When it comes time to renegotiate, it, it puts you in a better spot. It's a, it's a, it it does two things. It helps you play the long game a little better because now when it comes time for them to come to the table, they know what they're getting with you. They also know that they're not getting that with the other person. Right. So they have to evaluate if they want to go through the headache, things like that. And plus, too, like it it is a 
it's a, it's a thing. We all see those videos. Somebody does something nice, right? Like somebody pays for the person's groceries and uh, behind them, and then the next person does it. The next person does it. If you can get an entire plaza of people with that mentality, sure, all the businesses will grow. Yeah, because it's they think about the other person and they constantly keep them in their mind. That's what being a concierge taught me was mm-hmm. how can right. I figure out because I had to because it was the guests right not me having the experience Absolutely. how can I give them the best experience possible Absolutely. and leverage everything around us mm-hmm. that would do that and that's why we had at Best Boat Club Sunday cleaning days we had to clean the entire parking lot and not just the little office that inside we had. the office yeah. outside the office everything yeah. everything right greeting customers things like that yeah and you've heard me say a million times what what there's two companies I always referred to okay. do you remember what those companies were no Publix and Disney yeah I mean they got it down they got it locked down right there's a huge difference in going to Publix in any other grocery store mm-hmm. and there's a huge difference going to Disney and going to King's Dominion and and Richmond. Yeah. I mean yeah and in my little my book that my my employee manual uh-huh. it says when you go to Disney you walk when you step off out of your car there's no trash there's no mm-hmm. you know tons of leaves going on you hop on your you hop on the tram mm-hmm. that carries thousands of people every day and there's not a piece of chip paint on there no. Right. No. So that's that's what I always looked at that. And and going back to the landlords, you know, I always had a great relationship with my landlords. And if they asked me to do something, I'd do it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I wouldn't agree with it, but hey, that's what they want. It's their property. Fine, I'll do yeah. it. You know. But and yeah, I mean, I I spent a lot of my own money fixing things up that were their property and it was their responsibility. But it's around my business and and it reflects on my business. So. I'm not waiting for people to do it. I'm just going to do it. And if it costs me a little money, so what? Do it and make your place the shining star. And like you said, in a plaza, make your place the shining star of the plaza. Mm-hmm. And that stuff is contagious. Yeah. You know, the guy next to you sees you picking a cigarette butt up. Another thing, you're driving. I, I always, you've heard me say, I don't care where you are in this resort. Mm-hmm. If you're walking and you step over a piece of piece of paper I'm going to slap you in the back of the head it's all we got to be good stewards of our property yes and so we're being a good steward but but what does that say when you're walking around with the best boat club uniform on and you're on the other side of the property and you see a beer can in the bushes in the corner of your eye and you reach down and you pick it up and the general manager drives by and sees you do that they're like man that's why that's why have, I'm there that's why we have best yep. boat club on this property because they yep. care yep yeah 100% all right so the business is tough. You're you're outside. Um, what's the what's been the hardest thing? You know, you've been doing 1996. How many years is that now? Um, 23. I think we're. Wow. I think we just had our 23 year anniversary. What's been the toughest part of this business for you? The toughest part of my business. Mm-hmm. So I talk to a lot of other small business people. Mm-hmm. You probably have a lot of small business people that are going to be listening yep. to this, and yep. I think I think that it's, it's consistent one a, across the board. Yep. Employees. Yep. Without a doubt. Consistent. And it's gotten over a 23 year period. Yeah. I can tell you, the workforce has changed. It okay. has changed tremendously. We hear millennial, 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 right? But it it has changed, and and quite honestly, the customers the the customers has changed. Our society's changed to the point where at least here in South Florida, uh-huh. a lot of people aren't as nice as they used to be. You know, a lot of customers aren't as nice as they used to be. There's not the common courtesy that used to go around. So yeah, the challenges I, I see right now 
are. Because employees are cut consumers too. Well, like employees. Well, you have your inside. You've heard me say this that time. We have our inside guest and we have our outside guest. Mm-hmm. Our inside guest is all of us working together. The guy emptying the trash from the marina. They're still our inside customer mm-hmm. and our outside customer. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, employees. It's it's a tough one. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all, that's all you can say. And um, so what have, what are some things you've done to try and combat that or you know try and um, alleviate the pain no I, it's small business I deal with it too you'll mm-hmm. never get rid of it um, it will always be a part of the business but what are some things you've done to I got in this business because I like to have fun you know I like to have fun mm-hmm. you know I like to laugh I like to be goofy Ton. I like to be stupid but I'm also serious and hardcore in business yeah so but I got into the business I was a financial planner driving to people's place have mm-hmm. my suit and tie on um, and and after that time on the beach I was like you know there's, there's another way to make a living out here yep um, so I like to have fun so with I encourage I encourage um, my my people to use our equipment mm-hmm. I want them to come out on their day off and go take a boat out I want them to come out and 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 take a paddleboard I want them during lunch to go out and Take a take a paddleboard out and such to keep it fun and to keep it entertaining. So trying to develop stuff to make them happy and make them make it more fun. Mm-hmm. What I did over there is once uh, for one hour a week, it's mandatory. Mm-hmm. It's mandatory. Not if you want to. It's mandatory. You got to go up and you got to go parasailing, or you got to get on a wave runner, or yeah. you got to go take a boat around the corner and go. What other job corner. does that? What other job does that, right? right. So it's, like, right. it's mandatory. I don't care if you want to do it or not. If, yeah. if, if you, you 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 have to go. If you just don't want to do that, go sit on the parasail boat mm-hmm. and go for a ride while it's doing. Whatever. But but it, what it does, it, it's it does twofold. One. It, it really, you know, they'd love it. You know, most yeah. really like yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, who, Two, I've been on the jet skis over there. I would go, if you told me how to do it, I might, you know. Heck yeah. I mean, I'm some of them said they've gotten tired of it. And I said, I don't care. Get on a, get on a uh, paddleboard, go around the corner and lay down. What are you talking about? Go take a bike ride and go, go have lunch. Go take a bike ride. Take go the golf cart and go, go look at the ocean for it. Right? <laughs> Whatever. But then it gets them enthused too, so mm-hmm. it, it keeps them pumped up, and it makes and it has them enjoying our service, so they can sell our service. So then, when someone comes in there and goes, "What's there to do?" Oh man, I went, <laughs> I went uh, wave runner. I took a wave runner out a couple hours ago, and it's awesome. If you don't do it, you're missing out. I saw a pack of dolphins swimming through over there Absolutely. while I was out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I try to keep it keep it fun. So try to be creative and. Along the lines yeah. of what you started the business at, right. keep it fun, you know, quality service that way. And they also too, you know, they don't want to be on a jet ski that breaks down in the middle of things, so they'll they'll take better care of them yeah. too. Yeah, I like that. I like. We that. still fire up the grill every now and then too. Yeah, you didn't do that stuff when I was working for. Oh, that. we did. <laughs> um, what's something? So twenty three years you've been alive. Years. Okay. What's something in the very beginning? that you worried about like you know your first one two three years in you were really really worried about this one thing in 23 years you're like man i didn't need to worry about that thing so i was they say you make your own luck right so i was lucky in that i'd worked in another place doing exactly what i was going to open up Mm -hmm. for a year and a half two years okay so I knew the business inside now. I wasn't coming into something going, wow, I, you know, I hope I can learn how to run a car wash or learn how to make a pizza or learn how to mm-hmm. do this. I was lucky and I knew it. I mean, I knew the business. So 
when I took over my business, I literally, my very first day, the, there was another business there. They moved out. I moved in at night. And I, I had no intention in cleaning or, or, or renting boats that day. None at all. Yeah. And was sitting there, and I brought my boats in and was cleaning the office and fixing everything up and painting and signs. And my mom was there. My dad was there. They, they had, uh, uh, and I rented boats that day. I was like, you know, people came up, and I rent a boat? And I was, you know, at first I was like, no, man. We're trying to make this, fix this place and get it ready. But, you know, there's money there, of course. <laughs> yeah, right. No kidding. So I was, I was fortunate that the day I opened, I was, I, I could have turned business away. Right, right. <laughs> um, but so, you know, I, I think every business owner, we worry all the time. And, and, and there's there's fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I think fear is good. I think fear motivates you. I think fear makes you work harder um, in that I'm not going to fail. I can't fail. So I'm going to work harder, better, faster than any of my competitors. And then I'm going to make this happen. So was there I, a time you were scared? Like, oh, crap, this isn't going to work. I messed up. I bought this business. It's going to fail. Um, again, I was fortunate enough. I, I never felt that in that in that aspect. Now, there's been time, many times over the years when, you know, the, the numbers were down, mm-hmm. payrolls up, expenses are up, um, you, you 100% sole provider for your family. Then many times when I made sure that in my in my 23 years, there's never been one time when I've gone to my employees and said, hey, can can I pay you next week? Yeah, I've never done that. Then a bunch of times. When I said to myself, hey, you're not going to get paid this week. Yeah. So with being responsible, not just for my own paycheck, but re- being responsible for everyone else's pay- paycheck. And, you know, sometimes we have 40 employees. That's a lot of mouths to feed. And that's yeah, a lot is. of it's a lot of responsibility on a person. Yeah. So, yeah, I worry about, daggone, man, am I, am I going to have to fire someone that I don't want to fire? You know, or lay off someone that I don't want to mm-hmm. lay off, and, my, and I got to make sure I can pay these people. I want to be good to these people because I always look at. You've heard me say this a thousand times. If I help enough people get what they want in life, mm-hmm. I'll get what I want in life. So I've always tried to take people and develop people, and and I use you, David, as an example. I said all the time of what makes me happiest on earth is is taking a young man and and seeing them grow and grow within my company and then go off and do great things. And, and I use, I said, I, I use you all the time. David, David Tad came in there. He was a concierge, came in there. I'd like to think I had some, some input you on, did? on his development. And I uh, said, so someday I hope that it's not my funeral, but hope that, that someone's <laughs> had some party for me or something. And all these old people come in and go, Jimmy Batchelor, man, thank you so much. If it wasn't for you, I don't think I'd be in the position I'm in. You taught me so much. And David, you're, you're, you're a good enough person that you've made that call to me just out of the blue sometimes. Just yeah. call me up and say, Jimmy. And I was like, hey, Dave, what's up? I just want to tell you, man, how much I appreciate you, how much I thank you for everything that you, you did for me and taught me. And then that... That makes me more happy than anything else on it. Well, now you're making me With the me exception proud. of my kids, man. I like, uh, I like right. my kids a little all better right. than you. Though. All right. 
Um, no, that's 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 a big part when you you were lucky that you had the opportunity to you know be in the business a little bit. I've been lucky to have great mentors through my life, and mm-hmm. that's what I try to pay forward. Is if I can if I can help out people the way that I was helped, it only creates success for them. It always sucks when that when you got this person and they come to you and go, "Hey, I'm leaving," and you're like, "Dang, gone, <laughs> man! What am I gonna do without that person?" And, and I know that every small business has been through that, too. What am I going to do without that person? Man, I'm going to have to work so much harder. You know, that's the first thing that comes to our minds as business owners. Oh, man, I'm going to have to teach someone. I'm going to have to work hard. I was like uh-huh. starting to coast a little bit. Uh-huh. But I've also found that every time that happens, it always works out. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a faith-based guy, man, and I know that the the, they say the darkest hours just before sunrise. Mm-hmm. Every door that closes, a new one opens. Whatever cliche. And uh, and I and I like seeing. I'll never hold anyone back. I'll never try. All right. So give me a story, not me. All right. Of it's all about you, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Of another magical moment, something that you've had that happens that reminds you why you're in this business. This guy, and I, I remember his name. His name is Mr. Henderson. He came. He was one of my first members, seriously, back in 1996, and he and his wife, and they were old, too. They were members, they would come in, they'd take the boats out, and then, um, and I hadn't seen him for a while, and I called, and Mrs. Henderson asked the phone, and I said, Mrs. Henderson, what's up? I said, I haven't seen you guys, is everything all right? She goes, oh, no, and I forget his first name, but his name's John. John um, had a stroke, and he's, he's really not doing well, all this stuff, so, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yada, yada, yada. Several months, maybe been a year, maybe been two years go by. I don't remember. But um, she calls me up and she said, hey, um, Mr. Henderson's dying. And his, I'll, I'm, I'm going to tear up now, too. Yeah. His dying wish is to come back there and see you and take one of your boats out. Oh, my gosh. I was like, so what was the question? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty magical. That's pretty magical, yeah. His dying wish was to come see me and all I was was a guy running a business and and not spend hours with me but see me say hi and go take one of my boats out because no matter what was going on you provided top-notch customer service to every single person always sweet to that guy always sweet to everybody yeah 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 try to so and that but that's normal to you I think that that's should be normal to a lot of people. It should be normal to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, but yeah, it's, it's it's part of who I am. My my family won't believe that. <laughs> I've heard the stories of you growing up. We go way back. We go or, over or some years. My, kid, like that. my kids and my wife. You know, they're like, you, you should treat us like you treat <laughs> like you treat your customers. There's gotta hey, be a shut point. up and pick up the grass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now see that I've, I've seen both sides. I've seen both sides. I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. All right, all right, and I'm gonna make it about me. What's something I did that used to drive you nuts? All right, so Dave, you are you're the typical salesperson, man, and and I'm a salesperson, right? And we're the least detailed people on earth, man, right? And we. We just sell and move on and leave a path of destruction behind us. So the numbers don't match. I don't care. I'm out here in the trenches. You know, I'm taking grenades. I'm making money. 
That's how we. That's how all salespeople are. And I did the same thing when I ran that. When I oh. ran that other location, oh. I'd be in there at eight and eight o'clock doing all this stuff, and the numbers wouldn't come up, or I had paper, and I'm like, screw it, man. I'm sending it to the office. Let them deal with it. I'm in the trenches. I'm making money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, that. That would drive me crazy. I would be there at seven thirty in the morning, and it'd be eight o'clock at night, and we just finished washing up all the boats, and I just got done inspecting all the boats, and I'm like. Now I gotta sit down and do the accounting work. Right. Eh, let's see what yeah. happens here. Send that in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why you and that's Diane had such a great relationship, boom. right? That what Diane doesn't know is that's why I pushed so hard to have a <laughs> Diane. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Diane was our bookkeeper and and, and she boy, she called me up. She goes, You should see this crap tab sending in here. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So <laughs> And, and that's a, that, that's an mo for all us salespeople. Man, it's because a personality we have a different type. personality. Yep. we're out there and we're we're doing the stuff and we're connect, connecting with mm -hmm. people. Let the bean counter freaking <laughs> fill this thing out. Right. I'm going back to my next my next thing, but it doesn't work. And you've seen that now. Yeah. In your own business. Yeah. Now I've go, become very process okay, oriented. Well, now I got to do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, so I'm sure I do it. Right. I made some big few thousand dollar mistakes because I wasn't paying attention to doing that. And I went, oh. That's probably not. That's probably what Jimmy was talking about yeah, for all no, the last couple of years. I still do it. My wife, man, she's she, you and your wife work together. She's now, now the bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. um, so, what advice would you give to somebody looking to start a business, not necessarily the boating business, or um, you know, just looking to start a business? What advice would you give them? Biggest thing is to know your business is what I would say. Mm -hmm. I see a lot. Yeah. Uh, maybe an accountant going to go open up a donut shop might not be the best thing, you know, to, to know it, to have a passion for it, mm -hmm. to like it. I mean, if, if, if you don't like dirt, don't buy a septic tank cleaning company. Yeah. No kidding. You know, no kidding. So that's why I don't own an auto mechanic shop. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so I, yeah, know your business, know what you're getting into research, 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 Take your time. I see so many people just flipping and just jumping into something. Mm -hmm. And have you really thought about this? You know, have you thought about the hours that you're going to work? Have you thought about the family um, dinners you're going to miss? Have you thought about the holidays you're going to miss? My my business is 365 days a year. Kind of, and and what kind of people you're going to work with too? Yeah. You know, if you if you're not if you're looking at working with all college educated people. Like, don't buy, don't buy a, a, a Jiffy Lube. Yeah. That's not saying anything against Jiffy Lube. It's not saying anything about educated yeah. people. Yeah. But if you, if that's the kind of person you are, yeah. That you, you know, I, I, I don't deal with well with people that are less educated than me or something. Then you need to go to IT no. or whatever or something like that. So know what you're getting into. Know the kind of people you're going to be around. Know the hours you're going to be working. Mm -hmm. Know the money that you think you're going to make and then cut it in half. <laughs> there you go. Right? right. That's something not a lot of people do. Yeah. Because yeah. Everyone, everyone always looks at the rosier picture. Mm -hmm. They look at the numbers and they look at the best case scenario. I've always looked at worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, I can pay my rent. Yep. You know, worst case scenario, I'll make just enough money to eat, but I think I'll be able to grow. Yeah. But, but I think everyone looks at the best case scenario. Oh man, I'll be making five hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Yeah, that's best case scenario. Worst case scenario, you're gonna be out. You, you know, you're barely gonna be. <laughs> you're gonna make thirty thousand a year. You make thirty thousand a year. Yeah. And so look at the worst case scenario and see if you can live with that. If you can't live with 
the scenario, the worst case scenario, don't do it. And it also is your tolerance, your, your, your risk tolerance, just like investing. If you're investing and you're watching the market every single day and you're scared that your, your, your investment's going to go down, then you have a low tolerance for risk. Yeah. And if you're married, you better talk to your wife. <laughs> yeah, you better talk you to your better wife. better talk to your wife. Better. She's got to understand and, exactly. And us guys, we got to understand they're smarter than us. They really, <laughs> they are. They're the ones when we're like, man, this will work, this, 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 this. And they'll go, well, have you thought about that? And you, and you have thought about that. Uh-huh. But you don't want to think about that. <laughs> yeah. Don't make emotional decisions. Yeah. Make. Yeah. Make educated, primary, really thought out decisions. Emotional emotion decisions get everyone in trouble. In trouble, man. Yeah. I, I love you. I, I love everything you do. Best Bowl Club of Rental. Go by there. Check out Jimmy. Check out the staff. Um, South Series Resort at Captiva. If you're ever out there, that's who you're doing business with. You'll see the culture of giving, uh, community, things like that. He does a great job of it. I hope everybody got um, a little piece of knowledge, something that they can use in their business. Thanks again, Jimmy. Thank you, David Tab. I love you, baby. <laughs> I love you too, buddy.